Welcome to the Bad Influence Podcast, all things sex, drugs, relationships, and music. Unhealthy and healthy, this is your story. We chat about things not normally discussed in polite society. Uh, we are not experts. We only share our opinions from our experiences. Remember that. And please follow us on Facebook, share, and comment. How do you like your drink? It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. So I don't like the ones that are super sweet. This one's not too bad. The Trulies do a, a pretty good job at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them. Mm-hmm. Like, not bad. Um, okay, so uh, introduce yourself. Uh, What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sarah Hudson. Um, and you're you're a realtor. I'm a realtor with Coldwell Banker Hedges in Cedar Rapids. Okay, and then... Um, um, so I asked you to come on because uh, I wanted to start this this uh, experts series or whatever. Um, I had Cat Control. You know Cat. Yeah, right? I used to take dance classes. Yeah, like dance yeah, classes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. like know her, know yeah. her, but yeah, yeah. So I had her. She was my first expert on love and you know and dating and like yep. uh, Tinder and Hinge and all that shit. Uh, we talked a lot about that. It was a good episode. I had a lot of fun, um, but. Uh, uh, so you know her, and I met you actually through a mutual friend, Maureen. Yes. And uh, and we didn't really ever talk. Mm-mm. Yeah. Just when I was requesting songs when you were yeah. DJing. <laughs> yeah, and I barely remember those times, but I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, we uh, reconnected recently, and then you, uh, we got talking, and and uh, you know I know you do realty, and I was like. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. Yeah. Because this is right now, I think, a good time to actually talk about this. Um, what's going on in the market? What's going on with all that shit? Yeah. There's a lot of unknowns and a lot of people are, yeah. are kind of putting on the brakes with it. So, yeah. Yeah. So what um, uh, as far as your qualifications go, what's your are like, like there's there's a realtor, right? Like yeah. is that's but is that just a logo you just pay for? Or? Um, So it's an association that you're okay. part of. Yep. So you can be a real estate agent without being a realtor. What's the difference? So a real estate agent just means you have a license to sell real estate. Okay. But a realtor means you're part of the association. So the, we're, we're held to more higher standards, basically. Okay. There's more like ethical things we need to follow. There's more just rules, I guess, yeah. to like hold us accountable. Right. As opposed to somebody who's not a realtor. Most real estate agents are realtors. They're part of the association. Okay. Is it like just a pretty cheap fee to do? Or is it just oh, an application process? Is it... I'm trying to remember. How long have you been doing it? Seven years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's a good, healthy amount yeah. to be in the industry. And yeah, actually. So when I started my class with, when I started Coldwell, there were six of us. Mm-hmm. And one of the, we have our own classes with Coldwell. Like you have your classes you take to actually be licensed. Yeah. That are just like with the state. And then Coldwell Banker has their own. And one of our classes, one of the older um, agents came in. He, I can't remember what he said exactly, but basically, like, I'm not gonna get to know all your names because, like, 80 percent of you are gonna be gone in two years. And he was yeah. right. There's only two of us left from that class. Everybody else. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Is just is it hard? It's is it super competitive? It's competitive because yeah. there's a lot of realtors, and you have to be super self motivated because yeah. we're self employed. So there's yeah. nobody saying, go do this. Right. You have to do this today. You do your own. Ta- you know, have your own task list. Have your own. Find your own clients. Right. Everything you they do. They kind of maybe give you, they give you an office space a little bit, don't they? they yeah. And yeah. then they're like, but you fucking go make the bread. Yeah. And they kind of, I mean, the classes help you know where to prospect and how to prospect and yeah. stuff like that. But 
they're you're not really handed like here's the buyer it right. doesn't really work like that right right and so. i'm sure over the years it's probably gotten easier because your clientele is kind of built up yep. and your name has gotten out there yep you get referrals or you get repeat clients yeah 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 um so why do you think people are dropping off just not motivated enough or like or why are you staying in it i guess i guess that's I, a more important question so before i was a realtor i was a a vet tech veterinary technician okay, yeah yeah and i basically maxed that out as far as like what i could pay like i was the top surgery tech i got paid the most it was still only 15 dollars an hour you were you, you were a tech or were you a, a, it's like an assistant it's called it's different um it's it's like i guess an animal nurse if you okay, want to okay, say okay okay but we're like we do everything. We're a, right. well, I'm not, I guess I'm not it anymore, but when I was, <laughs> well, well. you know, anesthesiologist, all, everything. Um, but I um, would work like eight hour shifts or nine hour shifts with no break and didn't get a raise. And I was, you know, working my hardest and didn't get a raise. So this job, as hard as you work is how much you get paid. Right. There's like a. Because you're, are you pretty much commission? Are you only commission? Only commission. No shit. Like so even in the beginning or like. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why people leave then. Yeah. Because so if you're not motivated, you're not going to be able to sell. You're not going to be able to make money. No money. Mm-hmm. What's a, what's a salary? What's somebody like you make? It's different all the time, um, especially in like 2021. I made a lot because yeah. so many, because that's when the interest rates were crazy low. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, they're under three sometimes. Um, so I made like over a hundred thousand that year. That ain't bad. But um, for being your own boss and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but that's i mean talking to people all day long and right pushing and, I, and I love it yeah. i love it i love yeah. helping people um but it was a lot it was yeah. i was super stressed that year <laughs> oh i'm sure um, i'm sure so you know i think last year i made like eh, i mean around there yeah. a little less and then some people will have like a team so they will have other realtors working under them and they can make a lot more because you can be in more places at once right. technically right but i'm not really at that point to have a team, a team, yeah, because yeah. you have to pay them, and then they're your employee, and there's a lot okay. more, you know. Yeah. So. Um, and I assume with kind of the way the market's been going the last seven, eight months, you've seen a decline in um, s- houses selling. It's kind, it's up and down. Um, look, like I told you before we started here, I was super busy today, and this week has been crazy. And last week was crazy. We had to reschedule. Well, Biden's so just announced um, a restructuring of the loan program. Oh, I don't know about that. This just happened yesterday, oh. so it hasn't. He has. It's going to hit his desk sometime this week or early next week. So he's restructuring the loan program. Oh, okay. Um, and what it means is, um, I, I this is I'm obviously paraphrasing what I saw, but basically he's. Um, People who are buying houses over $400,000 or have a higher credit score, the wealthier people, they are going to pay in. It's roughly $500 a year. Uh, five, it's roughly worth of $500 a year um, at once, but they'll pay it in uh, through an interest rate program uh, that will go to people who have lower credit. Um, oh. Or no, do, no down payment available. Is it a tax or what? Are, I'm not sure how it's going to be formed, but I yeah, I just that. saw it. I just saw it hit. I just read an article on it yesterday or day before. I don't remember. And I thought, oh, how interesting that that's coming up now. Hmm. So maybe. So it's going to fund like grants. I don't something? know if it's a grant program or if it's a loan program, but it's hmm. it's to go and help people who 
are less fortunate. Yeah. Uh, lower credit scores. Uh, I think you have to have under um, a 615 or something like that credit score. And then that helps go towards your down payment or oh. some shit. So we'll okay. see what happens when it uh, falls out. If it happens, obviously, yeah. with the way everything's split right now. But he, it's, it's supposed to be an executive order. Huh. So I'll we'll have to look into that. I didn't yeah. know about yeah. that. And if I, when we get down here and I think about it, I'll, uh, um, I'll send you the link. Where yeah, I yeah, I do. Um, there are grants available now for for mostly first-time home buyers. Like yep. Cedar Rapids has one. And, and I, then that's some bigger lo- ones, too. The local one, the Cedar Rapids one, that's... Um, uh, that that's on an application basis, right? So only yeah. only so many people and get it. There's only so much money. Yeah. Yeah. So when the money is out, it's done for the year. Do you know like roughly how many people get that a year? I don't because you get I don't know how much it's always it's different every year, like how much they're funded per year. Okay. And then it's not everybody gets the same amount because it's a percentage. I think it's based on your credit score, and then it's also a percentage of what you're buying the house for. So right. it's not like that's a general amount everybody gets. It's different. So it could if if. There's more people getting a less amount. The more people get, right, get it. Right, right. Yeah. So, and does that you know. go towards the down payment or towards the house purchase? Well, I guess either way. But it's the same. Yeah. yeah. The down payment's part of the purchase. Right. Yeah. So, and it can, it can help with that and your closing costs. Oh. And now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. Okay. You can go towards either or both. Okay. Yeah. So there's plenty of programs. I know that there's some national programs. There's some state programs as well mm-hmm. uh, for first-time home buyers, especially. Yep. yep. And then there's some government loans that have lower interest rates and lower down payments, and that's not first-time home buyer specific. That can be for yeah anybody. Yeah. Um, what kind of what are you seeing like as far as trend? You've been in it for seven, you know, eight years. What's kind of a trend that you're seeing with people buying homes or staying away from buying homes? What's kind of what are you seeing? Um, I guess your expert opinion. Yeah. If you, would. you mean just like the number of buyers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or like, um, you know, so I get that, uh, that, you know, it was a, it's still kind of a seller's market in Iowa. Um, and so, and we really saw the peak of that, um, probably the most we've seen in a long time, uh, about a year ago in, in Iowa, especially, yeah. um, I know it was nationwide, but, yeah. um, there was a shit ton of people that were able to sell houses for nearly twice the amount that, that they was crazy they they that it was worth actually worth. Mm-hmm. Now we're starting to see those prices starting to come oh, down yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people are still on the fence um, because obviously we have national or the national interest rates are a little bit higher. They're like seven or eight percent now. No, um, they're actually, coming back down. Yeah. So for the past. So I'm thinking of one specific buyer, you know, obviously your interest rate depends on your credit score and your debt to income and stuff. But for them, it was at um, around six. Okay. But actually today it went down under six. I so hopefully it just read a report uh, there. It's 3.5 or something like that right now. Yeah, hopefully. Well, with some loans. Yeah. Hopefully it get 3.5. Yeah. 3.5 was the last one I just saw. Oh. I don't know what credit score that was. That I don't. Was, well, I don't know if that had the difference of the it, down payment. And if you do, like most loans are thirty year, but yep. if you switch it to a fifteen year where you have it, then you can get a lower interest rate yeah. if you're going to pay it off quicker. Right. But, right. Um, you have to send me that link too, because <laughs> this is all on Google. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I spent the morning um, playing some video games, but um, <laughs> I also did some research. That well, I better beef up my knowledge of oh, real estate. And you know more than I do. So well, I, I also I sat down with a, a mortgage lender. Uh, with my bank, I was going through oh. my own personal loan stuff and like yeah. configuring some of my loans. And uh, I was looking at buying a commercial property. And so I was kind of going through all that process. And I was like, uh, hey, Diane, since you're here, yeah. I'm going to pick your brain. I have an expert coming on and we start talking. And and um, 
and so we really got into it and she goes honestly it changes weekly it, it is. it's it's always it changes daily it can be something in the morning and then by noon really when I bought my house, that happened because I got my offer together, yeah. sent it to the bank, but my lender didn't see it till like a couple hours later and the interest rate had jumped. This was like oh, that blows. last year. I know. not It didn't change that much, but still I was like, Could well, that's not my fault. I got 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah right. But still. But one thing with um, interest rates is you can refinance. Right. So that is something that a lot of people are nervous about or, you know, want to wait for them to go down. You can't change what you buy it for, but you can change your interest rate. So even if you buy it, maybe, you know, at right. market value or a little right. bit more. Right. You can. Well, and that's a that's a good example. Uh, my um, my grandpa was um, we're thinking about reducing kind of the amount of floor uh, footprint that he has oh, less we were, to take care of. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, his house, you know, we kind of looked at like you know, land value around him. Other houses are selling for 190,000. He bought the house at 110,000. So he'd, he'd make a little, oh. a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. But the, the hardest part is he would be going from an interest rate of uh, like three or a little under three. Now he's going to be hitting it when he looked at it, it was like 7%. Oh, so wow. yeah, that's, that's massive. Um, so it obviously change up things and he couldn't, he'd still be looking at an $80,000 house at the bare minimum, maybe a hundred thousand dollar house. So he would still have to have a loan payment. Right. So, he would be screwed out of the deal um, as far as like a refinance goes, but right. I mean, he got he, in. So he'd good. have a big down payment at least. He would have a massive down yeah. payment. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, we have uh, my my aunts and uncles all use the same realtor, so that's the one that they use for theirs or whatever. Yeah. Now when I go buy a house, I'll use you. Okay. okay. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> and all my listeners will too. <laughs> Sweet. Um, uh, well, at least the ones that are out here in Iowa. So I was doing some research, um, and I had a couple questions for you. Okay. Okay. Why use a realtor? Why can't I go to for sale by owner? Um, the biggest thing is there's a lot more when you buy a house, you know, obviously everybody's first thing they think of is like what you're buying it for. Right. You know, what off, what are you offering as far as purchase price? But there's a lot more in there. There's closing date. There's inspections. There's, you know, who's updating the abstract, who's taking care of tax proration. There's a lot more to it than just the purchase price so, so if i buy it from an owner me and the other me the purchaser and the and the seller are doing this on our own without a realtor right. yeah you there'd be you know usually there's a lawyer involved somewhere i'm sure that can kind of take care of like the abstracting and stuff like that but there's no professional that's like overseeing it to be like this is you know th right. this is going to be on track like maybe something gets missed and the closing date gets pushed yeah. out because nobody knew they were supposed to do it right also, you're not going to have anybody, you're not represented. So, and I've had, I, ha I know somebody who, they live in a different state, but they bought a for sale by owner without a realtor. And there's nobody that's keeping that seller truthful as far as like what they're disclosing. So like that seller could be like. Uh, be lie about stuff. Yeah. There, uh, nobody no, nobody no ever died here. Yeah. Or no <laughs> leaks in the roof. <laughs> right. Right. Or yeah, furnace works great. And then later there's you know not long after they buy it there's problems there's no way to right. go back on anybody because there was no legal you know right something keeping so you're kind of uh invest uh, as a realtor you're, you're an invested buyer or seller as well oh for sure yeah. yeah i mean that's my job is to whoever i'm representing to make sure they're in the best position they can be in right. in the transaction right that's not a bad way of looking at do you how much money does um a realtor make off that deal it's different it's 
it's a percentage. Okay. Um, percentage of the purchase price. Purchase price. Yes. Okay. Um, but it's different. Um, different markets have different in, or different percentage they're charging. Um, usually, usually like the uh, seller will be charged seven or six percent somewhere around there. Right. Um, if they have their own realtor, then that's halved. So half goes to their realtor and then half goes to the buyer. So the, the total amount could be $7,000. You split that right in the middle yeah. and uh, you guys get 3,500 each. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Does that, does that make it worth it? I guess. Um, do you think that's an overpayment or do you think that's kind of like, oh, it depends on the, <laughs> because I, because the way I look at it is I like, I look at a realtor and I go, I bet you have like half of this shit. Um, just on your laptop, ready to go. Like, just DocuSign this, DocuSign that. Um, I know how to talk, you know, like, and you're also completing probably like two or three projects at a time. So, you know, it's, it's reduced on you. Now, if you're doing it, it's obviously good for you. I'm not against you guys making money. I think that's fucking great. I don't think you guys probably make enough money, to be honest. But yeah, it, it depends. It's kind of like you're paying for the experience, the, the experienced person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're you're paying for somebody to oversee the transaction that knows what's going on. Right. And knows what things right. to look for and what to right. ask for or what to keep an eye on. Right. Um, keep things on track. Right. Yeah. Is there any legal recourse that the seller or buyer might have on you if shit hits the fan? Um, I mean, if I lied about something, but I don't. <laughs> I can't. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's um, good. I mean, I actually have a few c- after the derecho. I've had a few houses that buyers have bought um, that there's issues with, you know, things got fixed, but maybe got fixed wrong. You know, there's a lot of that fucking happened a lot. Yeah. Um, So they're not going back on, you know, this is a house they bought a year ago or so. They're not going back on me, but they're getting me involved. They're like, we're having this problem. What do we do? Whereas if I wasn't involved, they would have no idea what to do. Yeah, I wouldn't have an idea. Yeah. And I'd be pissed. Yeah. So I've never had anybody come back on me about anything. But if something happens later, I'm still the person that helps figure out, okay, what do we do about this? Right. Who it's not like, go? it's not like you sign the paperwork and you're done. No. Yeah. You're still good about helping out. Okay. And I'm sure that brings a lot of repeat customers back at least. Yep. And, and referrals. referrals. Yep. Referrals are the best way to get, cause you know, I, I send out letters to neighborhoods or I do like Facebook ads, but who's seeing them and yeah. they're just like, okay, I see ads all the time. I don't know this person. So having literally, somebody, yeah, literally. Yeah. Right. I see a fucking new realtor's face all the time. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So then, you know, they know they're getting somebody good because their friend used me or right. whatever. Um, so the we talked a little bit earlier about um, a buyer's market and a seller's market. So a buyer's market, it means that um, that the that there's more houses for sale. Um, so that it decreases the the seller's price is that right um so buyer's market would be yes okay it's like supply and demand right right? so if there's a lot of houses and not as many buyers that's going to bring the prices down if there's less houses and a lot of buyers that's going to put the price up and be a seller's market. and a lot of things can fluctuate between a buyer's and seller's market the the economy um you know if there's a new bill that's going to happen that's going to cross the president's desk um if if there was a fucking tornado that wiped out half a city, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- I'm sure there's a lot that happens mm-hmm. um, that can fluctuate that. Um, how fast can it turn from the seller's market right now that we're in? I think it's a seller's market. Um, when well, the research I did today was they're like, no, it's definitely a seller's market. 
But. So like two months ago, maybe it was a buyer's market. Really? And with For my clients anyway. Right. Okay. And their price range because there were. I feel like a lot of how we could get we could get accepted offers under list price because there just wasn't as many buyers looking. Fair. But that would probably be a good time. Seller's market again. It's yeah. it kind of. I feel like it the like roller coaster of you know it's always doing this, but now it's like, I feel like it's really, week to week it can yeah. change, and it depends on the price range too. Like between one forty and two hundred thousand is like a really hot price. Yeah. But if you get up in like the threes, yeah. there's less buyers, so then it's kind of. You know, there's fewer fewer buyers in that market. Yeah. 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 Probably a lot of sellers, too, but fewer buyers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that's something that um, also kind of, uh, you know, when you and I were talking, I was like, you know, I'm kind of um, stuck on being a renter. I kind of like renting. I rent an apartment. I've lived here for like nine years. Um, oh, wow. I've lived in this apartment for f- fucking eight years. Really? 2014. So, um so I've been here a long time and I'm just kind of set my ways. You know, I'm like, I pay, I pay half of what I would pay for a $200,000 house. And, um, so I'm talking to my banker, you know, about all this stuff. And she's like, listen, I, I get your dreams, buddy, but like, you don't have a large collateral to put down to do anything with. You want to go buy a boat? You, we, we, we don't know. Like you That's have true. good credit and you have a good income, but who fucking knows, dude? Like, you yeah. know, a boat, um, a car, uh, well, cars are, I guess a little bit different. Um, if you want to go buy this business, I can't. I need that kind of that collateral to say like, all right, well, fucking take my house if I don't make these payments. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, so when I was doing my research, what I found out was uh, national average, 36 percent of people actually rent. Oh, so it was it was a lot bigger than I actually thought it was. OK. Um, and uh, the number one reason why people say they rent, same reasons I do. Well, if something breaks, it's not my fucking problem. problem. It's okay. the landlord's problem. Um the what my what Diana told me from my bank, she was like, she's like, I get that, but like you're kind of an idiot because you're paying into their equity. Exactly. That was I was gonna bring that up too. No matter how much, and it, and every everything I keep looking at, it doesn't really matter what the point of buying a house is. It's equity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to buy a two hundred thousand dollar house now, you're looking at a fifteen hundred dollar payment a month, Around basically. And um, based on kind of the economy and what's going on with interest rates and, and if you're getting first time home buyers alone and, and with a with a minimum credit score of a 640, mm-hmm. um, you're looking at $1,500 a month. Okay, well that's twice what I pay here in rent. But that'd be my fucking house. Right. And that's my yard. You're paying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And she says really right now the return on equity is pretty decent. The like return if you on want home. to sell, you mean? Yeah, if you want yeah. to sell or if you want to even like uh, even a refinance later on or whatever, yeah. it, it's, it makes more sense to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I know a lot of people are worried about the cost of, of having a house, but you're paying yourself. Right yeah. now you're just like yeah. you've been eight years. How much money have you just given away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, you figure $700 over the course of eight, eight well, years, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, they're fixing the stuff. But it's like you paid them to fix that stuff and some, you know. Oh my God! Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you figure these buildings are probably fifteen years old or something like that. Fuck yeah, they had that shit paid off. You know, oh, yeah. well, I was looking they at have to fix a door or window. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was looking. Uh, so when I was looking at uh, buying uh, the bar I was recently working at, you know, he wanted um, uh, uh, five million dollars for it. Well, when in the valuation came back, valuation showed it like about two million, and I was like, Oh wow. 
Yeah, like that's a huge difference, <laughs> right? And and I thought, well, okay. And then I just saw that the our our hotel here in town, the Marriott, they want three million for it. And I was like, I messaged my son. I was like, would I be fucking stupid not to go for this? You know, I'm not going to because. <laughs> Um, I don't know what the first thing about running a hotel, oh but gosh. I thought, man, that would be fucking, that would be dope. But like that just shows right there. Like, um, I don't know how fucking confusing everything in this industry well, is. Yeah. And, and now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. The hard part is putting a seller's eyes, what it's worth and what it's actually worth because everybody, all these sellers have in their mind, like 2001, 2002, you could get way more than what your property is worth, which was scary for everybody. It's not like it's not that crazy anymore. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. You mean? Yeah. What I say? Two thousand one. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, no. I wasn't. Yeah. If you were that. right, I will cut this out. But <laughs> no, I meant twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Yeah, they're just so hard years to say anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I already lost my train of thought, but yeah, the the market the, there. Oh, the, right. Yeah. There. During that time. Yeah, it's not it's not so outrageous anymore, which is good because some of those people who bought houses then they can't sell for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're they're kind of stuck in that. You well, know, they overpay. Well, and it was kind of like the used car dealers, uh, the used car market. I bought my truck when the height of the used car market at uh, twenty seven thousand dollars. Turns out, you know, now that the whole fucking market tanked, my truck's worth fifteen thousand now. When did you buy it? Three years ago. Oh. Yeah, I can't do anything with my fucking truck, Mm-mm. you know? Yeah. Um, in fact is, what kind of pisses me off is I got a letter from them uh, a year after I bought it. They said, hey, we'd like to buy your truck. And it was worth, uh, at that time, it was worth $6,000 more than what I bought for it. So, you know, it's kind of like one of those, like, uh, and I'm like, no, 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 like, my truck's good. Like, I, it's a good truck. Like, yeah. I don't need it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I went to, like, then I refinanced it, and then I was sitting nice on it, and I was like, oh, I was good with it. And then, um, uh. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, I'm at a good place. I have good money down. I've built up my credit. And I'm like, I'm going to go buy a brand new fucking truck. And they're like, no, we can't <laughs> give you what you owe on that. So I was way upside, $5,000 upside down. Yeah, I just, I sold a car. I was 3000 upside down. But I just did it because I didn't want that car anymore. I'm like, it's just what I have to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to get out of it. Yeah. And, I, and that's how I kind of relate to the housing market as well. It's a risk no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that risk is huge it's two hundred thousand dollars three hundred thousand dollars and you're kind of fixed to that for what's those those grants go minimum eight years you have to be in that for five or eight years i think it's five and they're all different actually um i think the cedar rapids one was like five five? years that sounds about right yeah yeah i think you're right i think it's five yeah which is the normal if you're going in any case normally yeah. if you're going yeah. to sell your house yeah. that's about how much time you need to live there right. to build up enough equity to be able to sell it and actually make a profit right right that's fair so uh, okay so then i was doing a couple more um uh you know obviously we now know um depends on what your intent is and then i started looking at i have a couple friends and they're like you know you're 41 you should fucking own a house by now <laughs> and you've listened to any of my shows uh, my listeners know this i don't follow social norm i don't fucking listen to what people tell me in fact as i might do the opposite of what they tell me never buying a house then (laughs) yeah fuck you guys you know (laughs) but then i started thinking i'm like ah more for my future and really my plan what my plans include does not include in any point renting a house i know that so um 
so I need to start making some moves. Mm -hmm. Of course, I want to do it now when I'm, you know, job hunting and um, that makes know. it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I did some I did some research on a couple things and I found out that in 1990 the average first time home buyer uh, was uh, 27 years old. Okay. Uh, and that was from 1990 to 1998, actually. In 2021, the average was 33 years old. Really? In 2022, it was 36 years old. National from the National Association of Realtors. This is where I got that information. In fact, overall home buyer right now is 47 years old. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was fucking wild. So That's I'm like, crazy. okay, well, maybe I'm right on track to where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But maybe I'm not. I mean, I don't fucking know. I I've I helped a 50 year old buy their first house and I've helped a 19 year old buy their first house. Yeah. So yeah, actually that was the one thing that they said is like, if you really think you're good enough at 19, but they're like, you don't, you know, you don't have your same wardrobe in a year. So why would you buy a house? That was yeah. kind of the example they used. Well, and some people are just very forward thinking with their, like that, the one that was 19, I had no idea. I thought they're older than that. Like they're just really had their shit together. I was impressed. So they did it more. They knew they were going to live there forever. They did it because they knew oh, they would get equity. Yeah. And, you know, they're just they just know what they're doing. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm not moving. I am. This is it. Uh, I've, I've made my decision for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, that's no. fucking rich for fucking I, 19 years. No, old. I mean, they they knew they would buy it, pay themselves. And I think he sold it in like two years. Oh, yeah. It was like he just really flipped it up. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. And, and I think if you get a good deal on it. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That might help. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go through a couple things. Let's say one of our listeners out there and they want to buy a house and they hit you up and they say, Sarah, I'm ready. <laughs> um, so let's go through a couple things. Okay. What do you think is the most important part of buying a house? When you sit down, you're like, you finally made the mental decision, <laughs> I'm going to buy a house. What do you think somebody should be aware of? Jeez. Um, well, the first thing you need to do is talk to your lender, obviously. Okay. See, see if you can. What's a lender? Uh, uh, bank. Where do yeah. you get your loan from? So if I I shop, uh, so my uh, my lenders are Depaco. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I I literally can just you know now I've gotten to a point I've been with them for so long where I can just go. Can I get yeah. a loan? Can right. I get an extension? Can I do this? You got your person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great. Um, but when Pete, when you say lender, like sometimes that seems that seems scarier than it is. Right. So. And is there a difference between lenders? Because there's mortgage there's mortgage companies. Right. And then there's banks, banks. and there's credit unions. Mm -hmm. So there used to be a difference. Uh, well, I mean, there are differences, but the biggest difference used to be if you went to a bank, there was a possibility you could get an in-house loan where they would keep it and they could maybe like fudge some numbers and get right. you like whatever. Maybe your credit score is kind of low. They're like, well, it's okay. We're going to just keep, we got the money. We're right. going gonna to keep it in-house, um, you know, and, and push it through. Whereas a mortgage broker, they always sell them. They don't have necessarily their own funds they just are like they do the paperwork part and then they have their investors okay that buy the loan from them and that's actually where you end up paying at you know a month after you close on your house that's who you, you pay a different company right but right. now which happens a lot with cars when you buy a car normally same, especially if you have a low yeah. credit score they have some national company yeah. that is going to take care same, of the loan. same thing okay but there's that difference has kind of is not as big now because Banks also sell them most of the time to a bigger company. Right. So really banks the, are selling the now. Loan. Now now they're being kind of a third party processor for this. Yeah. I mean, all, all no matter where you go, their interest rates are going to be different. They have different investors. They have different big companies they are selling it for. They have different products they're offering. It's always right. going to be different. 
Um, but the biggest thing is just finding somebody who is going to respond to you when you have questions. Yeah. It's going to, you know, if yeah. your credit score is low, they're going to help you through like do this and this and your credit score is going to be good in a month, in six months. Right. So that's, that's the biggest thing I tell people when they don't know who to go to. I give them some options and then I say. So you think you the know, first, their first thing they should do is go talk to their bank or yes. their credit union first. Yep. And then shop around yep. for rates. Yep. Right. Check at least, at least two. I usually say three is good, but then you're pulling your credit multiple times. Right. So at least two though, because okay. they can all be different. Right. And a lot of people like to do like the online ones cause they're easy to act like rocket mortgage and things, yeah. but they're huge companies. And I, I what's know. the problem with doing an online one? They're just, and that's where everything's streamlining to now. Yeah, anyway, they're, I like local lenders better. I mean, you can do their applications online too, yeah. and it can be just as easy. But those really big companies that are everywhere are. It's I love hard to get a hold of. I them. love calling up Steve, my local, my yeah. local little guy. You know, right. going, you know, hey, extend my loan. Hey, do this with my loan. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you switch this payment up? Hey, can you extend it out? You know, that's what I love. Yeah. Can I call Rocket Mortgage? Talk to somebody with an English accent <laughs> and and get what I want. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing when that's definitely the first thing you do, because yeah. if you're not approved now, there's not really any. Po- I mean, you, I, we can still talk through like maintenance of houses and right, what your mortgage right. could be if you bought a house for this and that. But if your credit score is not there and your debt to income's not where it needs to be, you might not be buying for a year. So. Right. That's so let's talk about those two things, too, as well, because that's actually number one. Number two on the list of most recommended is your credit score. So yeah. it sounds like. What I heard through my research, it's a 640 minimum credit score. I've heard 620, um, but it's kind of sounding like 640 is about the right number. There are some lenders that can do, they can make like special, a special circumstance, like if you have a huge down payment or something, right. and your credit score is a little lower, they can maybe right. make it work, but 640 is kind of the, okay. the standard, yeah. Yeah. And then your debt to income ratio. So this was a hard one. I didn't understand until I got into my 30s, which is a hard time to learn debt to income ratio. I didn't know about it before then either. Let's talk yeah. about this. This is huge. Um, debt to income ratio. That yeah. means the amount of debt. This is, doesn't mean how much necessarily rent you're paying. This means how much is your car payment? How much in medical debt did you have? What your student, student loans look like? What's your child support look like? These are items in your debt that go against the amount of money you're making. Right. So if yep. you make $100,000 a year, but you have $40,000 in debt. It needs to be a certain percentage, yeah. And right. those are all different too. I'm not sure exactly it what. It sounds like the minimum or the, the average is 45% um, debt to income. for different loans. You have, have need more income than debt. Exactly, yeah. right, right, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty fair. And, you know, um, so when I was just talking with my, you know, for fun, we played a little game. On what my current debt to income ratio is, and my current, was that fun? Yeah, that no, that hurt my feelings actually. <laughs> so prior to being unemployed, my debt to income was sitting at like 40 percent. Uh, right now, it's like eighty five percent. So you know that really hurts. Yeah, but it also feels good because I'm like, at least I know I'm on track. By like, hey buddies, I can't go out tonight. You know, like you know, I'm really fucking locking down. We don't go out to yeah. eat. We don't do shit. I'm eating off my savings. I'm eating off you know unemployment, but we're not doing shit until we can do things yeah. fact is uh i went to go reapply for um a loan for something else and he was like he's like you know we might do it just based on this income but i'm like ah, i don't know like i don't know if this job thing is gonna oh, be secure they get, like think like your future job yeah based on that. Yeah. yeah so i sent them my two offers you know and they're like we would definitely prove it i'm like i'll ah, let's just hold off yeah. on a couple things but it wasn't for a house it wasn't for yeah, they, you can't do that with the house they have to have yeah an actual verification of employment yeah um, and usually you have to be in the same t- 
type of job, even if you switch jobs, right. it's the same type for two years. Yeah. Is yeah. the the normal. Sometimes yeah. they can do 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. And, and I feel like when I was growing up, um, you know, I'm 41, you're early 30s. Uh, we'll give you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look 27. <laughs> um, they, uh, uh, the, I really felt like everybody was buying houses um, in the 90s. Everybody was fucking buying a house and houses were cheap. Um, you know, the fact is the the saying a lot of times was uh, house payment is cheaper than rent. Mm-hmm. And that was in the 90s. Obviously, shit's changed a lot. But yeah. um, I also think that, you know, debt to income has changed a lot. Um, you know, uh, uh, credit scores, the way credit is actually evaluated now mm-hmm. is much different. Right. So I think there's a lot more that goes into it now. And it just it's harder as I'm getting older to <laughs> I'm the grumpy old man. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Sorry. It's not my lawn. It's I was my, gonna say, it's do my you want to have a lawn? You're going to have to <laughs> kick people off of? Right. <laughs> okay. Put a sign up. Uh, so something else was brought up was uh, determining your down payment. Okay. How do we do that? It depends on the type of loan. Uh, there are some loans, or it's a specific loan that if you buy like a rural area, like outside of like the like Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, you don't have to have a down payment at all, and the interest rate's low. It's called the USDA loan. So if you're willing to, so live my a dream outside, is to have. 30, 40 acres on a fucking plot of land with an old rustic house, and I do the work on it. Fuck, it doesn't have to house. I'll move mobile home out there. I don't care. I'll build my own house. <laughs> I did construction for 25 years. I'll build my own house. Yeah. Um, they will give me a zero. Mm-hmm. Well, not zero down. Not, it would for land. It wouldn't work. It'd have to have a house. Well, if it had a house on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any any building on it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some rule or uh, like the house has to be like in livable condition, and there's like it can't uh, be turnkey. like falling yeah. apart. So. Fuck. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Yeah. We'll so that it. that's one for a lot of my first time home buyers. If they're willing to make a 25, 30 minute commute into Cedar Rapids and live outside of town. Bet. That was my first house I bought yeah. in Van Horn. Yeah. Do you like chickens? Okay. I do. I actually, I was like, what do you mean? Um, I've been thinking about getting some urban chickens at my house. Actually. Yeah. And that's something else. I'm, you know, uh, that's there's so many chickens here. Yeah. You can have three registered chickens. I mean, in no your apartment, you can't. Right. Right. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. Bitch. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to buy a house, Dave. <laughs> I, I I promise you, and uh, my goal is six months to start the process. Mm. So, um, fact is, if this deal seals, my job deal seals this week. What's today? Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, next week. If it seals next week, I'll probably be within six would, months. Would that be the same type of job that you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's mm, can't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Kay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I can't off the air, but yeah, um, that would just something that it, when you're switching jobs at the two years yeah. thing, it doesn't have to be the same like, job, I'll but the same type. So with foreclosures, sometimes those are listed with realtors. Yep. Um, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes they do like an auction thing. Yeah. yeah. So, but most of the time the banks have the first view of I guess I all don't those no if oh if it's their own well it's mean? it's theirs or within their community okay yeah i guess i haven't explored that because i'm not involved with it right you know so i right. don't um but yeah i've i've sold some foreclosures before yeah do you They're, make the same amount on a foreclosure it's different so if it's a super cheap house instead of being a percentage there'll be like a base fee it's <laughs> right. like fifteen hundred dollars right or We're, something. right you get make a minimum fifteen hundred dollars yeah. house okay yeah that's fair yeah yeah but the thing with the the pay, how much I get paid is third of that's taxes. My brokerage takes 
you know, whatever, 40% of it. So I don't actually. Jesus think. fucking Christ. So from determining your down payment is really just a lot of oh, yeah. your credit. and Yeah. So we actually, we did all we got to was the no down payment option. So there's other loans. A lot of them are like three and a half percent down. There's a lot of them that have that option. Yep. And that's, so that's the national, um, the, the FHA. national. FHA. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Thank yep, you. FHA thank you. FHA loan. The yep. federal one. Yep. Yep. Um, normally your down payment's 20%. But not very many people can do 20%. So a lot of times the bank will do a loan for 80% and they do another loan to help with that 20%. So that's what a second mortgage is. There's another loan that's kind of helping you pay for that 20% down payment. That seems crazy. That's the way you can get that's mafia that shit. type of loan. I mean. Do you think you're in the mafia? Is that what that is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Realtor mafia. Um, so... If you're if you're getting if you're pulling a mortgage, the house is two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you have, let's call that an even number, ten percent to put down. Okay. So you're putting down, um, shit. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. That's a lot of money. Most people don't have that much yeah. to put down. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so your house is two hundred thousand dollars. You put down ten percent, twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the bank's gonna say. We need to still cover that other ten percent. Not, not always. There's some, there's some loans that you can just do ten percent. Okay, ten percent is a shit ton of fucking money. Still a lot. Yeah, a lot. Of, most of the, um, I would say the three and a half percent is pretty normal. There are some. So that's that FHA loan. So the FHA says you have to just put down three and a half percent, right? On a two hundred thousand dollar house, we're not gonna do the math because I suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you put down that money, and then. Do you still have to put up to that, or is that is that the federal government saying we are going to guarantee the the difference between three and twenty percent, the seventeen percent? How does that work? Right. So because that's how a small buyer, a a small buyer, a small business administration, their loans, small business administration loans, what they'll say is, um, we'll guarantee your two hundred thousand dollar loan for fifty thousand dollars or for thirty thousand dollars. So they kind of put their neck out there for you and now a short break from our sponsors and supporters so yeah the so the i'm trying to figure out how to explain this so like i'm just i'm putting in a hundred fifty thousand dollar house okay let's say that's what you buy it for but then you put three and a half percent down so that'd be five thousand two hundred fifty dollars so your the amount you're getting lent oh my god would be less than yeah it'd be the five thousand whatever i said so yep. one hundred forty four thousand seven hundred and fifty is your loan right that's how much you're borrowing that's how much i want to take from the bank yeah and so is that money free from the fha it's not free you have to pay it back okay yeah so so then they'll have requirements you have to stay here for five years you have to do this you have to actually i think they just require one year okay so I think. does that get paid back separately or through the loan the do they attach it through the loan the 144 the f- the the amount of money that they're guaranteeing so if an fha is saying so all they're doing is th- there has to be is are they just saying we this is our this is our gift to you that you only have to pay three and a half percent or are they saying you have to pay three and a half percent and we will secure x amount of dollars yeah yeah they're not giving you any money right they're just saying 
and then you just have you're, to, you're pre-approved to buy one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the you difference have to between, put down a little bit, three and a half percent of whatever you buy it for, and then the rest of it's a loan. So there's interest on it. You pay per month to pay that off. Okay, it's over thirty years. Okay, what am I paying off to the FHA loan though? Paying off what you borrow, the hundred forty-four thousand, whatever. Oh. You're just paying so back I'm the not, loan. Well, the I'm not borrowing that from the bank. I'm the FHA loan. I'm borrowing that from the the federal government. Um, kind of. So there's there's lenders, banks, yeah, that service that loan. So yeah. you are borrowing it from those banks, but they're involved yeah. with the government programs. Okay. So you're still borrowing money from a bank. Yeah. I mean. No matter how you get a loan, you're borrowing money from a lender somewhere okay. or an investor okay. or somewhere okay. that you have to pay back. You have to pay back what you borrow and the interest they're charging you. Okay. Yeah. Do you see where my confusion is? Because I'm like, there. If you, if an if an FHA loan says you can do a first-time home buyer's loan with three and a half percent, somebody somewhere has to come up with this money to still pay it back to, or to um to lend to, it to, to to lend it to me right? yeah and it's still from a lender somewhere okay okay yeah, okay. yeah. so it's just kind of like a fake news type of I like mean, way to do it like it's just it's government and it's incentive backed in a way but it's you're still getting it from a lender okay yeah you're okay. still gonna pay a bank every month to okay. to pay that off so what other type of down payments are there or is that it um how often do you get someone says i'm gonna buy a two hundred thousand dollar house and here's cash oh man not often is there any benefit to buying it cash? Right yeah, there? you're not going to be paying interest. Okay. And in a seller's eyes, sometimes depending on how many offers you're getting, they may take a lower offer with the cash right. offer because don't have to worry about appraisal. Do you want me to say what appraisal is? Do you know what that is? Yeah, talk about appraisal. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, first yeah. I'll just say with the cash offer, there's, you don't have to worry about a bank having rules about what has to, you know the value of the house and all this. It just, just sell it for that. Right. Nobody's saying that's too high, blah, blah, blah. Like it's just done. When you have a lender or bank involved, you're, you're borrowing money, they do an appraisal, which appraiser goes out and... Is this somebody employed by the bank or is yeah. this like a third party? Well, it's a third party okay. um, that the bank hires. But you Kind of like an insurance company. They have a third party go out there and look at your car and say, this is how much we're going to scrap yeah. your car for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, so the appraiser goes out and determines the actual market value of it. And that's kind of the last say. So if let's say you're buying for just 150 is a pretty, I like, I like how you're going against what I've been running with a $200,000 home this whole time. That's, and now you're changing it on I'm me sorry. to be a $150,000 house. That's because 200 is you, kind of a you lot. You want to live your own life. I get it. But we have, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want me to say 200? No, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I just want to make sure that we're communicating together. Okay. <laughs> no, should you, should you, we you, say 175,000? <laughs> you can say 150,000. Right in the middle. You can say whatever you want. That, it's, that's like a more yeah. common first time yeah. home buyer yeah. price. That's why I'm saying yeah. that. Because 200,000 scares people. They're like, $200,000. $200,000 oh, is, is national medium for, though, for a house. Is it? Yeah, to buy mm-hmm. a house. Well, for first time home, and all in all, that's probably the average. Yeah. But for first time Well, and I'm sure in this area home. alone, we're, you're probably seeing more $150,000 homes than you are $200,000 yeah. homes. Yeah. I know? mean, they're going to be smaller and they're going to yeah. be older, but that's kind of. My Zillow wish list is like. Six hundred thousand dollar home. So uh-huh. yeah, I can help you buy that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. I bet you'd like to do that. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be a good paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it would. Um, I can't afford that. So yeah, I don't know who can. That's, that's a lot. Um, so if the appraiser comes out and values the house lower than what you're buying it for, hundred fifty thousand dollar house, he comes out and says it's worth one forty or something. Okay. 
the bank won't lend more than what, what the, the appraiser, appraiser says. Right. Can you hand the appraiser money like Mediacom and say? No. Okay. No. Okay. That's very like. much against the law. <laughs> well, so is fucking handing Mediacom fifty bucks to get the porn channels. I, I actually, I don't even know if that's. I don't know if that happens anymore. Porn, just go on Grub or Grubhub. What's it called? Pornhub. Grubhub. Is that where you go? Is Pornhub? Yeah. Is that your go-to? Yeah. Is there are there better ones? Yes. Oh really? Yes. I'll show you. <laughs> um, so anyway, no, you can't. You can't bribe the appraiser. Um. So anyway, yeah, the the lender has them go out and that's kind of the final say of how much they will lend. Okay. So that's why having a cash offer in the seller's eyes is better because you don't have to worry about any of that. Right. Stuff. Right. You just buy it for that amount and it's done. Um, okay. So then, um, so this can all happen and there's multiple ways we can do a down payment. Um, it, it just kind of depends on your situation. It kind of depends on what's going on in the environment, the financial environment at that point in time. Um, it depends if your local, uh, government has anything available or not um, when's usually a good time to buy a house don't say anytime because that is the most salesy fucking thing ever. well there's benefits to different times of year so in the spring normally yeah is when there's more houses listed so you're going to have more options okay. but there's everybody else is thinking that same thing you know around so march and april the way i relate to that is when i love camping okay mm-hmm. I love campers. I, I've slowly upgraded all my campers through the years. I will never buy a camper in the spring because everybody is selling a camper in the spring. So the value of that camper is going to be more, right? Mm-hmm. I'd rather buy it at the end of the year when they're getting ready to put in storage because don't they, don't, pay they don't want to pay the storage yeah. fees. They don't want to deal with the winter. They don't want to deal with the fucking, you know, whatever they have to deal with during right. that time. Yep. Is that kind of, so they'll sell it a little bit it's, lower. It's, it's similar. So okay. so in the spring, there's more options, more houses available, but also more buyers, so prices can go up. In the winter, less people are looking because nobody wants to go outside in the snow, walking around. Trampling house, through right? fucking, yeah, and then moving. And moving in the snow, right, yeah. um, in the cold. But there's, but less, so that also means there's less houses for sale because the sellers also, they don't want to move in the winter either, but sometimes right. people have to. Right. So sometimes you can get a better deal in a house Right. in the winter um but to be honest the past couple years has has not been the norm it's it doesn't it's, matter it's season it doesn't really yeah yeah okay um so we kind of talked about um in that is some fees that are gonna apply right okay mm-hmm. if i'm gonna buy a house i'm gonna have to pay you to to be my buyer no i don't have to pay you directly no that comes out of the seller pays for their realtor and the buyer's realtor. So, but sometimes you'll see in like, um, you know, uh, buyer pays or seller pays, but. Um, so, okay. So we can just talk about fees that a buyer would have to pay to buy a house. Yeah. Is that kind of going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So realtor fees are. <laughs> um, You're difficult. Am I? Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I'm just joking. I can see why you're single. Oh my God. <laughs> just joking. Thanks. I can see why you wouldn't be. Oh my God. So, you're making me forget what I'm talking about. Um, so anyway, so there's certain types of fees that go that are uh, attributed to um, this. I'm gonna buy a house. I'm gonna go buy this hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars house. What are some fees as a buyer that, that I'm have. going to incur? Yeah. On this, you don't have realtor fees. The seller pays those. They're gonna pay for you to sell. Yes. Okay. They pay for their realtor and the buyer's realtor. Is it? Is it? But does it behoove you to be representing both parties? Yes, because then I get 
more both money. sides of the commission, okay. right? It yeah. doesn't happen super often because there's right. so many realtors, but sometimes it happens, yeah. Okay. Um, but as a buyer, fees you have are your closing costs, which are what the bank charges you to create your loan, basically. Usually they're around like $2,000. Okay. Included in that is like the appraisal that they order. You you technically pay for that as a right. buyer. Um, and that's including your closing costs. You also pay up front for like your home insurance. And there's a lot of things involved yeah. with that. The inspector. That's kind of separate. That's not part of your closing costs. But yes, that is a fee. On that, that cost of that's on the buyer. Is if you choose to do a home inspection, you pay the home inspector. The buyer does. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, and then... A big one that a lot of people don't know. Do, have you heard of earnest money? Does that sound like a familiar that term? That sounds really familiar. So it's like a super tiny down payment you do. It goes towards your this actual is like down payment. Guaranteeing. Yes. I'm I, I'm down for this house. I'm actually don't right. don't fucking don't do anything sneaky behind my bar back. You're, so I remember the first house I bought uh fucking twenty five years ago. We the first house we tried to buy, we put down uh, $1,000 earnest money. Yep. And I remember the realtor, she says, if you don't buy the house, we'll give it back to you. And kind I found of. out that's a fucking lie. Yeah, that's not exactly true. Yeah, um, I found out that's a lie. Yeah, so... That was money in the fucking, their pockets. Not in the realtors. Well, whoever's it went to... So you didn't get it back? I didn't get it back. In fact, because so I remember hitting up and I was like, can I have that money back? She's like, well, just wait, let me know when you're ready to buy another house. I'm like, you're fucking 90. Like, there's no way I'm buying, like, when I'm ready to buy another house... That, okay. And I'm not going to... I'm not really sure yeah. what she was doing there. So, <clears throat> earnest money, yeah, when you write your offer, you put down $1,000 and you're yeah. showing the seller that you're serious about your yeah. offer. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah. right, because you can just go around buy, writing offers and not be serious about yeah. it and just yeah. walk away and whatever. Yeah. So, you can get that money back if... Like you do inspections and there's something like the foundation's really bad and the seller won't fix it, if then you could get it back. If there's a liable reason to pull out of the offer. Yeah, but if you just say like... I don't want this house just cut. So ours was there was termite damage in the oh. basement. Yeah. So and we should have we really should have gotten the money you back. We should have gotten the money yeah. back. Yeah. Should have. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I was young. There. I was young. I mean, I, we we were literally. I think Chase was fucking two years old, and he's yeah, so twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- I don't know what happened there, but yeah, you should have gotten yeah. it back in yeah. that in that instance. Yeah, I highly doubt the, she's even. If she alive. was ninety then, yeah. Probably yeah, not. I highly doubt she's <laughs> even alive now. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should have gotten it back. The only t- time, <clears throat> only time you wouldn't get it back is if you just don't want to buy a house just because. We were just like, yeah. never mind. Jk. Yeah. Jk. I was just. The seller, I was just fucking around. I was flexing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was drunk. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, that does sound like something I would do. <laughs> I was coked out, you guys. Yeah, fucking believe me. Let me have my money back. Yeah, I, I need, need, more, I need, I need more coke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the. Uh, the seller could get that money if, if yeah, that just because yeah. you're like, eh, but because yeah. they took it off the market, they lost out on advertising time and things. So, right. But normally you would get it back. Yeah. Or if you proceed with the purchase, it just goes towards your three and a half percent down payment or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if I would five thousand dollars in a down payment towards that thousand dollar. Yeah. Uh, you already paid. That's four thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. What other fees do I have to really worry about as a buyer? Mm. That's kind of it. So you got your earnest money, inspections, closing costs. Now, is, does that something come out of my pocket directly? Or is that something Your earnest that money does. Okay. Home inspections. Some inspectors let you pay at closing. So yeah. it can kind of just be added into all the numbers at the end. Yep. Your closing costs happen at that closing. So you don't have to pay those up, up front. That happens and that, that gets tied in the loan. So like when you go buy a car, 
you don't really do anything but put a down payment. Well, if if you put a down payment and the rest gets tied into the loan. Um, it doesn't always. Yeah. You, you can ask the seller to technically pay for your closing costs. Like you write it. And in that the comes offer. off the top of their offer. Exactly. Yep. yep. Okay. But if you don't do that, then you are paying you are yeah. paying it out yeah. of pocket. It, it gets added like onto your down payment. Like you yeah. get five thousand dollar down payment and two thousand closing, then you have to bring seven. So if this 000. house comes in at hundred fifty thousand dollars, appraisal comes back and says it's hundred forty thousand dollars, I can turn around and say, Tell you what, I'll give you hundred fifty thousand dollars, but you're fucking paying for everything. And really, that means that my loan is only $140,000. So in that case, you would have to pay the 10000 uh, Because You'd the have bank's to... still not giving me more than $140,000. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people did in 2021. Yeah. So much. It was really scary. So they were, yeah. And um, and a few years ago, um, if, if people don't know, they should go look at it. The, there was a massive, um, uh, uh, what was the name of the company that fucking... What was the name of that company, that, that national company that basically bankrupt the American housing market? Bernie Mac. Oh. So a few years ago, there was that Bernie Mac incident, right? That's the name of them, Bernie Mac? Um, Did you break the Mac again? Freddie. Or was... Uh, wait, what are you thinking of? No. Um, no, Bernie Mac's gosh. the comedian. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, so there's Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae. Maybe that's it. Um, there's three of them, and I can't think of them now. And what they were doing is hand over heel. Anybody could get a fucking loan. Were, it didn't really matter. As long as you had money down, yeah. right? That's all they really wanted. And they were just taking cash um, and kind of looking past credit. They were kind of looking past, you know, that's if you're actually liable to do it. And that yeah. put a whole new bunch of rules into mm-hmm. the system to say, Ah, nope. Your debt to income ratio. We are very stern about that. You do have to have a certain type of credit score, and it changed your guys's outline of how fees and stuff was processed, right? Or um, like, like what the not the amount, I guess, but like how that money got handled. The the inspector fees. The um, that I don't know okay. since I wasn't alive then. You're young. You're young. I'm not that young. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know about that part, but it definitely changed a lot about how pre-approvals worked and how they check income. And they do a lot of that up front. Well, if you get a good lender, they do it all before they even give you your pre-approval, yep. before, you look in at, yep. before you look at houses so that yep. it doesn't happen later that it's yep. like, oh, yep. actually, you can't get this loan. Yeah, yeah. And when I talked to my lender my uh, and Diane, she said, um, she goes, you know, the, the biggest problem you got to worry about is your back child support. And that's it. Um, as like as far as your debt to income, yeah, oh. she's like that's that's like really the biggest thing you have to worry about, which I didn't realize was as big of a thing in in, in looking at the, your pre approvals. Yeah, because when they do your underwriting, so that happens after your yeah after your offer is yeah. accepted, they start your under they underwrite the house, make sure there hasn't been a bunch of um like insurance claims and you know there's not like a ton of uh, mortgage loans taken out it and liens and stuff. They do all that and then they. Uh, underwrite you as well and make sure you're employed look at child support do all that kind of stuff and that's where that could come up yeah okay so then there is uh homeowners insurance right Mm -hmm. so that's a big one in there yeah is that just like i can call it progressive and get homeowners insurance or is there like specialty or do banks actually prefer how does that work you can shop around anywhere um a lot of banks have an insurance department where they will shop quotes for you and then you can that makes sense that they should do that yeah they don't all do it um so you can that's how i've done it the past few times when i bought a house i just have them check quotes for me and i go with one of their companies you can also you know if there's somewhere you 
have your car insurance through, you can check with them because then they have like bundle deals and things like that. Or somewhere you're been with for a really long time, they might right. give you, you know, a deal right. or something because you've been yeah. there for a while. That's another commitment. I've been with fucking Progressive for nine years. I think they have a home insurance department. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I think they do. do they? Their their renter's insurance sucks, but oh. <laughs> yeah, I go through shelter for that. Um, okay. Oh, so I have then, shelter too. Yeah, I yeah. like I like hundred bucks a, mu- a year for this. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine's more than that because it's for a whole house yeah. and my cars. Yeah. Actually, two yeah. houses. Well, but <laughs> yeah, my well, my car insurance is expensive, but um, uh, have shelter to your car insurance too. I I had them look at it. There's still a little bit more, oh, and they it? couldn't like some of the the deductibility. Uh, uh, deductibilities or whatever. Deductible. Deductibles, yeah. Oh, was higher. Deductibilities, whatever. <laughs> uh, was was just higher. It was. Okay. It wasn't what I really wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I like I get my health and so I still pay for it. like I pay for my health and my dental insurance. No company pays for that, mm-hmm. um, and so I get that from another company. So, like, can I just get those three companies to somebody buy all three of them? Right. You know. It'd be nice. Okay. So, um, and then obviously picking the right mortgage is a big part of that. How do you know you're picking the right mortgage? Like the company, you mean? Yeah, like, yes. like, is it is it because I'm a you know obviously I've proved many times that I'm a I'm a loyal person when it comes to like my local bank or my local car insurance yeah. or you know whatever. So the biggest things is interest rate. I mean that's a huge important part of who you pick as a as a lender because that obviously is going to determine how much you're paying and closing costs. But a big like there's a couple lenders I've been working with a lot lately that are super responsive. Like they are on top of everything. They're getting things done on time. Give them a shout out. What's who are they? Um, Andrew Gordon with Flat Branch Home Loans Kay. is the biggest one right now. He's he's on it. He's on it. Yeah. 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 He he wants your money. He works. He wants, your, he <laughs> yeah. wants your fucking money. Well, and I ha- he's really good too with shout um, out Andrew. Yeah, he's really good with. I mean, everything. But I have a few that they're younger people with lower uh, credit scores. And he helps them know what they need to do to get get it up. He doesn't just say you're not approved. See it. And see I think later. that's important too. Very important. Is is you know I think you you hear more and more and more and more again that really, you know, and we're a little bit older, so we went through the school districts in our nineties. They had kind of a home ec type style thing, and we kind of learned a little bit, but really nobody ever fucking taught I didn't us. Learn that stuff. I don't remember how to run that. a checkbook. No, and I don't even know. Do they even do checkbooks anymore? I I, so. I have a checkbook. They stop teaching cursive. Yeah, that's fucking heck? bullshit on me. Who's take like a day or <laughs> my, two? Like just <laughs> my youngest, my eight year old son. He goes, he goes. You know Spanish or French or something like that. And I was like, no, this is a cursive, oh. homie. <laughs> this is a cursive. He goes, how do you sign your name like that? So I'm gonna fucking teach him. So as are all these kids just signing their name by printing it or Printing. What? Block print. Block print. What in the world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm like that gives you no personality. Oh, of course you don't want them to have personality. Oh. My son's not in school technically. Yeah, he's too young. But yeah, how old is your son? Three. He's four and a half. Four. Yeah. 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 I'm not look because he's not one you can tame. So what school district are you gonna be in? I'm on the southeast side. So oh, okay. Um, it'll be. You'll be uh yeah Yeah. wash uh high school. Yeah, if I live there that long, I don't know. Yeah. I mean that's that's committing to live there for a really long time. I I just saw another one, another shooting happen last night on 17th. A young boy was shot. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't live close to. I don't live over there. I live like. Oh, I know. No. Way more east, but. Yeah. I was just joking. I don't. I don't oh. Live. Um. <laughs> uh. Well, that brings me to my next point, though. Um. About where you live. So. Uh-huh. Um. You know, not only do you have to pick the right mortgage, you have to actually pick the right city and right neighborhood. Because remember, we're not. This isn't a car loan, right? If I get a car loan, I can move anywhere I fucking want, and pretty much my car loan is gonna be paid. 
it doesn't matter. I um, I buy a mobile home. I can move the fucking mobile home. I have an apartment. I can change apartments. I buy a house. I'm invested in that thing for the bare minimum one year. Bare, bare minimum of anything one year. Yeah. Um, I've even told friends going out and renting, visit that place during the day, visit at night, mm-hmm. drive by it, kind of see what it looks like. Yep. Um, you might be thinking you're buying yourself into a good neighborhood. There are um, public records on, um, yeah. you know, burglaries, uh, assaults, domestics, robberies, uh, robberies, shootings, robberies. Right. Go look at robberies. <laughs> uh, because that's all very important yeah. on to where you're going to buy your next house. And so you don't live in our area in Cedar Rapids. Um, um, there is a very big population of crime. And so when you say you live on the, so I say I, I live on the Southwest side and, and on the Southwest side, there really isn't a lot that happens in here. Um, you know, occasionally we'll have, you know, somebody shot or occasionally have, you know, a break in, but it's really not to, you say Northwest side and people tend to think that's a, a nicer side of town. We say Southeast side and they, they There's target, a stigma to it. they target a seven block radius to that. So one thing that seems opposite, I technically legally cannot talk about what areas have crime with my job. There was a bill passed in the 70s or 80s that said, um, so before that, it was actually incentivized to realtors to sell to underprivileged people Mm. into underprivileged areas. So our southeast side as we know it's it called redlining where you draw a line around yep. a neighborhood yep. and put specific yep. people yeah and so in can't the 70s and 80s it was the first bill passed that says you can't do that anymore and it was amended again in the mid 80s i think it's been amended again i actually haven't looked into that detail of it i don't know but last time it was amended but yeah yeah so i can't i can't talk about because that's what people want to you know it's something they ask me is this a safe neighborhood i'm like i like legally cannot talk about crime but i can tell you to go on the cedar rapids police department it's website. public information yep yep come here in the day come here at night you know drive yep. around yep that's yeah yep. so that's all i can tell people too i can't yeah which it seems like you should be able to ask me that i should be able to help with right. that but right. i can't right and 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 i think that's that's <laughs> like there's there has to be a responsibility on yourself as a buyer right that you are you are walking in this responsibly if somebody died in that house and you're my realtor and i say somebody died in this house you have to tell me, right? That's one of the things you don't have to disclose. So now, the, if the, I the know, seller has to disclose that, no, really. So one of my favorite shows I listen to, they got into an hour-long conversation with an expert on this. Well, not it wasn't quite an hour, but yeah, I like to exaggerate. I'm kind of a drama queen. Yeah, um, I've noticed. <laughs> oh my god, put your clothes back on. I've noticed that you <laughs> exaggerated, not I'm the done. drama queen part. Okay, so um, I play footsie a lot underneath my table here. I'm moving a lot, so yeah. it's probably me. Uh, okay, so um, so really, you can't you like you're not you don't have to tell me like there's so, not nothing legally that like says no. like you have to tell me what's going on. No, or like some people are like, is this house haunted? Don't. Well, that's fucking stupid. Some people are really yeah. That's matter and yeah. that's you don't have to now. If I if it's public knowledge and I like I didn't find out from the seller, but I just know and I'm representing the buyer then yes, because I need to tell them anything that I think would be a negative thing about the house. If I know right. it and I'm representing the buyer, but that just on the it. seller side, they don't technically have to disclose that. So if you're my buyer, you're, you work for me, I'm the buyer, 
Yeah. And I say, is this a bad neighborhood? You can't legally tell me that. No. But you, but I'm, you're in a way being paid to represent me. I can say. If I ask my lawyer, if I ask my lawyer, is this a bad thing to do? My lawyer is going to tell me, don't fucking do this. And it's a hard line because it seems like something I should be able to tell you. Because I'm, I'm supposed to be in your best interest and help you find the best house, best neighborhood. But right. I can't talk about crime. So yeah. I can say, um, you know, maybe there's a lot of rentals in this neighborhood. I can say that. I can say, oh, you know, I can't talk about crime, but these houses are kind of close together. Yeah. You know, I can Can you talk about like the medium household income or? I wouldn't know that okay. anyway. Okay. I mean, I'd have to look it up. I too. would. I, I would. Fu- I would. I would research every detail. Well, of it. I yeah, would just have yeah. to look it up the same. That's yeah. not something I have. Like, if I was available. a buyer and I came to you and I said, "This is kind of what I'm looking for," it would be your job to fit those needs. And so, if I said during those times, I said, "I want an area with low crime or low," you that's not your responsibility. I can't. I can't talk about crime. I'm asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you to not put me in a neighborhood that has I high crime. No, really? That's, that's the redlining. That's putting like if I have your search area yeah. and I have to draw a line around yeah. like not here. Yeah. Unless you tell me specifically, I don't want to live between this street and this street and that. And because that. I've already done my I, then due I diligence. Technically could yeah. I mean I try not to do that kind of yeah. thing. But if you'd say you're like I don't yeah. want to live on this street. What if I, I don't said, need to know why? What maybe if you I have said, an ex that lives there and you don't want to live, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Or maybe know? I have an ex that lives there and I want to live right next to her. Or, so. Um, <laughs> Look at my hot new girl. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're like waving. <laughs> um, so that also goes to, um, in Cedar Rapids, we have uh, floodplains, yeah. uh, which I think is common through a lot of places, but yep. because we live so close to Mississippi and a large another large body of water, this is a river. Well, we flooded. <laughs> Nile so, River, right. Yeah. So we have 100-year, 500-year, yep. and 1,000-year um, floodplains here. Yeah. Um, so are you, le- can you legally tell yeah. me this yep. is, you yes. have to legally tell me? Or if I ask, you can uh, I mean, provide that knowledge. It's just I would tell you, yeah, especially if it's a hundred year, because then you have to have flood insurance, right? So it's harder to find insurance. Uh, Five hundred year, they don't care. Uh, I mean, it's good yeah, to have it, but you yeah, don't have to have it. Yeah. The, the low, the yeah. The I thought that I thought the new ordinance after the um, flood of '08, they said that you have to. I don't know. Only for the hundred year flood. Plan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But those um, lines have receded since they yeah uh, put the. Um, levies up and stuff like that. So there aren't not as many houses yeah. in the hundred years. It only took them ten years, but yeah, fifteen right. years, whatever. <laughs> Love our government. Okay. I is there anything? So we talk a lot about the buyers end of it. Yeah. Is there any big suggestions you give to the buyers or to the sellers? Really? Like, what's your words of advice? If you had a free speech and you could just say, like, y'all are doing it wrong. This oh. is what I think you should be doing instead. Um, what would that be? Well, on the seller side, listing for sale by owner. It's definitely a detriment to your to yourself as a seller. I mean, people, Why? Because they're, so they're, they're saving money. They think they're saving money. But you're, you're going to have less buyers through because it's not going to be exposed to as many buyers as it would be if you had it with a realtor. A lot of the, um, like FSBO.com yeah. is a lot. Yeah. They're still charging you money. They're still charging you. Somebody's getting, somebody's yeah, making they're money. S- they're, char- they're charging less technically, but you're still paying something, but you're paying them, but not having representation. Cause if, if right. you bring them, cause I have another right. one I'm dealing with, they sold FSBO and they're having issues and they're coming to me cause I represent the buyer. I'm like, I wasn't your realtor. I can't help you with the question. I don't fucking tell you. Yeah. And they go to FSBO and they're like, here, here's the paperwork deal with it yeah you, then you, they're like well can we talk to it's like there's you 
yeah. you weren't represented. Yeah. So send an email. Yeah. Write a memo. So that's the biggest thing with sellers is, I mean, they think they're saving money, but in the long run, are are they? You know, you you right. might get a lower offer because less buyers knew about it. Right. Or most buyers do have a realtor, so they might know about it. But if the that seller is not willing to work with the buyer's agent, do you watch F- FSBOs as a buyer seller, like a um, realtor, or do you watch those to to I, keep them in your in your range? I, I I'll know about them. I don't really bring them up to buyers unless it's do like you guys the like perfect s- house. Yeah. Do you guys like kind of like stray away from those as much as possible because they're in that kind of dominion of? Um, it's just harder to work with them because the sellers will. The way I look at it is like, Not. do you go buy a car at a dealership or do you go look at Carvana? And yeah. I look at Carvana as that FSBO, There's right? There's no guarantee about things. Right, yeah. right. And if I was a car dealership, I probably wouldn't, if I'm looking for a right car from my customer, I probably wouldn't be looking at Carvana for yeah. this shit because it doesn't, there's a lot of, you know, loyalties that are involved with it. There's a lot of, well, I've dealt with Carvana before and, and, and I, I'm not going to put up with their shit um, or yeah. the lack of their shit, really. Yeah. Um. It depends on the, on this, because I've had some for sale by owners that the buyer showed me the house and like I love this house and I call the seller say we're willing to work with the buyer's agent and they are yeah and it and it's fine everything yeah. goes smoothly but then there's the ones where yeah. it does not go smoothly yeah. because nobody's on the other end keeping track of things or yeah. doing it right. right right so I mean I try not I try, I try not to just because it's it makes it a lot harder for everybody. Okay. So stay but away from F the, the, the FSBOs. Ideally you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Right. Right. But or just know walking into it, you're not going to have an advocate on your side. Right. As full time as you want. And yeah. Midwesterns, we love loyalty. We love advocates on our side. We love mm-hmm. calling a having phone questions. number and having yeah. an English speaking person there, you know, <laughs> right. Sorry to my overseas fans over there, but, uh, yeah, we, we do like that. Uh, yeah. Press one for English. We don't like that part. We like just <laughs> picking up and someone speaking English right there. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't always have that. Yeah. Any other big tips or tricks? Uh, I think we covered most of it. I mean, as far as a seller, there's a lot of things I would talk about with them about like getting the house ready and stuff like that, but that's going to be property specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important is to, when you're it doesn't matter what the fuck you're selling but your job is when you're selling somebody's home is to set it up to sell so be prepared mm-hmm. to have your feelings hurt probably a little bit yeah yeah like like that tapestry from your grandma from 1620 yeah. like looks great but like get rid of it right it does not sell your house and there's sometimes people like well i live here and i want my stuff around like okay yeah i'm giving you the, the advice that would market this the best yep. if you choose not to that that's, that's on, on you, you. but and i'm trying to get you the most bang for right. your buck so i'll tell i'll tell them you know you should do this and this to make it look the best and sometimes they don't yeah and sometimes it doesn't matter and sometimes people walk in they're like i don't like that red carpet <laughs> or i don't like that it blue seriously ball. is a turnoff to some of these properties mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah I, I i'm i'm a religious fanatic on zillow always dreaming i'm I, one of these days and you I'm, haven't bought a house yet well it's because it's gonna be that one property that are like you know here's 60 acres out uh you know 40 miles from town and it's only worth eighty thousand dollars and i'm gonna oh. go swipe 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 I, well does that how that works swipe left or right on no. zillow properties okay i gotta get out of my head uh so <laughs> it would be way more than that by the way <laughs> yeah well i and realize it's, that it's crazy. yeah yeah like out in this area it's like what thirty thousand dollars per acre or something like that for farmland or whatever but yeah um yeah, it's quite crazy. How many homes a week do you, are you selling? Selling? 
Like, are you like, are you like working? How many how many homes are you working right now? So right now I have it works a little bit different because it takes so long. Like you write an offer. You don't actually if your offer is accepted, you don't actually buy it for 45 days. Like you don't close on it. There has is there a waiting period? Or it's not really, you said 45 days. So it makes it's sense not like really a waiting. waiting period. It's because so your offer gets accepted and then the lender gets your accepted offer. Then they do your actual loan application. And then if you're going to do home inspections, there's time to do that. And then it has to go to underwriting and then the abstract has to get updated. The title has to get researched. So that can take for vocabulary and for my own peace of mind, because I will not go to sleep until I know this word. <laughs> what does abstract mean? So an abstract is the whole history of the house everybody who's ever owned it so the Basically, house was built in, in 1961 for my european friends that is really old for us <laughs> um but so the house was built in 1961 this is who built it this is who owned it this is the and then every sale time transaction it, this yes. is what's happened right yep which we can see on in, in the united states we have a, a gis so there's only two states i think hawaii's the other one that has a physical abstract it's in a manila envelope not online they're physical yeah. yeah i mean there's still a lot of stuff on the assessor yeah. site but the actual abstract iowa still has a physical thing no shit yeah, yeah. most of them are still online but iowa still has like and some counties give that we to love them. and hate conservatives yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know reynolds listens to the show so uh yeah. we will put in a word well, to her to, i mean it's not that um, bad i don't i don't mind it because electronics things get messed up you know, you have a physical thing. It's like it's not going to change yeah. unless you lose it, yeah. which is really expensive to replace them. So absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes in some um, counties, the buyer gets it. But I always recommend to just bring it to an abstract company, have them just store yeah. it because they have it locked away. Yeah. It's in a safe thing. Makes sense. Yeah. So that takes time to look through it, make sure there weren't extra liens put on the property that nobody knew about ahead of time. So that it gets paid off. So that's not transferred to the new buyer. So there's got to be time for all that stuff to happen. Yeah. Um, usually that's 30 to 45 days. Some lenders can do it in 30, usually 45. Okay. So as far so as that's like, a good time, like yeah. don't expect to like really walk into a, a, a proposal. I'm going to buy this house and it's going to happen. I'm, right. We're moving next Unless weekend. you're buying with cash, then it happens a lot quicker because I don't yeah. have to do all that yeah. stuff. So as far as like how many, like right now I have three pendings, which means their offer has been accepted. We're going yep. through all the steps, but none of they haven't closed yet. We're going through all the paperwork. Yep. Yep. Doing all the, all the background checks they're getting going through underwriting with the lender yeah. stuff like that yeah. um i'm probably working with like four other buyers right now showing them it yep. de- depends on how many houses i show just depends on if they find one they like there's yep. one buyer i've shown her at least one house every day this week <laughs> holy shit um you're not listening to her needs i'm just joking i'm no, just i'm just feeding she's shit. in a, she's just in a harder shit. price range okay where it's like you're gonna have to give up something yeah. to be in this price range either it's gonna have no yeah. basement it's not gonna have a garage what's the hardest bedrooms. thing that you have to co- overcome as a realtor like like because i'm gonna go into it i'm gonna go this is what i this is what i, I want right like I, I want 40 acres and a mule right like i want <laughs> i want x amount i, I want land and i want property to like expand off of i also don't want nothing that's been updated in the last 10 years I don't I don't want anything they I don't want to see them put any fucking cheap flooring oh, into it. Like a flip. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to I don't want I don't want to flip. I don't you know, I don't want to see any updates in the last 10 years. Um I don't give a shit on this, but I actually want I, I like I like ranch styles because ranch styles are an open format. I can tear yeah. down the walls and as I, I please, you know, shit like that. Yeah. What's the what's the biggest thing people are asking for that isn't really happening? Land. 
acreages they sell for so much way more than you think they should yeah well, and I, even I, with the house i think we're just talking about like thirty thousand dollars or something like that is yeah. probably an it's, average because that's what them. everybody wants yeah so then sellers price them high and yeah. sometimes they sit yeah. but they're like well somebody will come along that wants land because they're so rare yeah that they'll pay this yeah so land is the hardest so do you think i could find <laughs> a qualified home on 40 acres I have not seen l a listing for 40 acres let's in a say, long time. What's the biggest acre? 10 acres, right? That's still quite a bit. You, we can maybe find you like a four or five acre. Really? No, I can't do it. You want I 10? I want, I want at least 10, right? Because I want, I want my chickens. I want some goats. Um, I want your probably, house. I want your own little like like um, uh, mama shed or whatever those are called. Like a, a girl she shed. shed. She shed. Yeah, okay. yeah. I want your own little she shed. You know, but it's got to be big, right? We want it somewhat distant. And then I actually... I. I used to want a, con a container style home. Oh, you know, uh -huh. like where I just put a bunch of containers and then I build, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now I'm like, I, f I have fallen head over heels in love with barn dominiums. Barn dominiums are cool. <gasps> it's, it's hard to get them financed because there aren't a lot of them. So there's not there's an actual term in the loan process for a barn dominium. Yeah. Right. Well, and they have to appraise. Yeah. And since there aren't a lot of them, they yeah. can't. So lenders really, they'll do them if you have a huge down payment. Yeah. I think there is a lot of things that happens in, um, when it comes to buying and owning home, selling it or buying it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that um, in particular, it's important to have no matter what you're doing in these environments, whether you're buying something, selling something, whether it's a car, whether it's a business, whatever, you should have an advocate on your side. And that's why I do like the realtors. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do like um, the National Association of Realtors because you guys are an advocate for me. Yeah. I'm going to go buy a home in six months. So it is important to have an advocate on our side. And I think that's extremely important for anybody getting into this. Our My main demographic of listeners is between 23 and 31 years old. These are yeah. your people, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think it's important as we understand going through this that um, a realtor isn't a scary thing. And... A lot of people do think that right off the bat, yeah. but I'm just here to help people. I'm not yeah. here to make you buy a house you don't want. Yeah. And if you say you don't want to buy a house, I'm not going to stalk you and say, okay, when you're ready, <laughs> here I am. Yeah, some right. people do. Well, and it's a waste of your fucking time considering that you're commissioned, right. right? Only commission. Yeah. So it's a waste of your time to hunt down people who are just asking a couple questions. Right. Right. Well, not really. I'll help them too because maybe in a year they're ready to go. But if, let's be honest, like I'm, I'm, I'm this type of way. If you are pressuring, like I, people, customers 10 years ago didn't know. Customers nowadays are very smart. Yeah. Um, and, and consumers are very smart. And so they will know if you are being salesy or pushy oh, yeah. or whatever. And I actually, you know, being in this business for seven, eight years, you've already surpassed your predecessors. Uh, you, you have gone against the odds. You are in it for the long haul at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's, I don't think it has anything to do with how good of a salesperson you are, obviously. Right. It's because you've created a reputation. A long, long, long time ago, I heard a good, uh, a good one of the best sales people I've ever heard in my entire life. He goes, I'd rather sell you. This is when I was in the car industry. He said, I don't give a fuck about selling your car today because I want to sell your car for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And you're that person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sarah, I think you, uh, I think you would be that person. You like a, a, to commit to that customer or that person and make sure that they're in the right, you know, even off air, some things that aren't going to be disclosed on the radio or you know you guys are gonna listen to today some things i have to i have to cut out but like 
I trust Sarah to sell you guys a house because I think she is going to give you the house that you deserve, not the house that she wants to sell you. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's yeah. important. Yep. Yep. Here to help you. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. And I hope these experts, uh, I hope these expert ex- episodes helps you guys out. I hope you guys uh, learn some shit. Um, I think this is one of my, you know, uh, my dream list. I think this is one of my top dream list um, interviews is to have. Is, oh, really? Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just telling it to blood or go. <laughs> you don't. say that to everybody. Yeah, I do. <laughs> they know. They know. See, this is how I know you don't listen to the episodes. Listen to the fucking show. But you sent me one episode. I listened to it. You're supposed to go and search the other shows oh, on your own. Sorry. Like, go get the other shows on your own. They're oh, all right there goodness. on Spotify, Apple Music. Right. Give all, me homework. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But do us a favor. I'm going to go ahead and leave um, a, a comment section here tonight uh, for the, or today for the show. Put in your comments if you guys have questions, comments, concerns. Um, I'm not sure what to put in a poll yet. I'll probably figure it out by the time the show airs on what type of poll to have. Um, but please uh, reach out if you have any questions. Uh, if there's something I can't actually know uh, or answer for you guys, which is rare because I know everything. Um, but uh, if if there's something I can't answer, I'm going to reach out to Sarah and I'll ask her and I'll get you guys an answer. Um, and maybe we can do a, uh, another show, another yeah. episode, and just do a customer or uh, do an interaction. Uh, maybe do a live or something. Oh, yeah. I, I love lives. Yeah. I have not done them yet. I want to do them. So, Sarah? Yeah. How, if, if somebody is in the area, first off, you yeah. only can sell in the state of Iowa, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And then um, I'm based out of Cedar Rapids, yep. but I do probably like a, maybe like a 40 mile radius around okay. so Iowa City, Benton okay. County, okay. you know, yeah. north to, that's just my, okay. what I'm more comfortable so with. So a couple hour radius, um, maybe Not max. A couple hours would be a little far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost a Des Moines. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a little far. Yeah. More like forty minutes. Okay, is about about as far as I. You're only worth forty minutes of her time. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what she's saying at that's all. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Sarah. So if my guests are in town, they need you to help them out. Yep. Um, well, would it be okay if they're out of here? Did, could you hook them up with somebody in their state? Is that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 If you're. Yeah, if you're not in my area and you're looking to buy, I can. Um, we have like a referral program in my um, at my office that I can make sure you're with somebody you can trust because that's who that's, you're. That's who the you're, hardest part. Yeah, who you're. Really. Who you have represent you is huge. Not all realtors are the same, just like with anything. So right. Yeah. No, if you're out of state or out of my area, I can still help. Find. Right. And I know a lot of realtors in different areas too. And even if I don't, I I call around and I. Make sure you're with somebody who's who's gonna good. be good for you. Good, yeah. good, yep. good. That the uh, my only thing is any single attractive men with money do not reach out <laughs> to Sarah. That's it. Uh, I'm claiming her, so you guys can't have her. Oh my goodness. I'm just joking, Sarah. How do they find you <laughs> if they're going to reach out to you? Yeah. Please reach out to Sarah. Ask her any questions you have. Um, literally, actually, flood her fucking inbox. Yeah. Give her something I, to do. Um, I mean, I'm she, pretty pretty. She busy. had three hours to spend with me today. Barely. I was late. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes. <laughs> Uh, she had she had a couple hours with me today, so she's not that busy. Let's. Oh man. Um, I mean, let's, yeah. Let's I'm always taking more box. clients. So yeah. I have uh, I have a website. It's sarahhudsonrealtor.com. S a r a h u d s o n. Spell a little bit slower this time. Okay. S a r a h u d s o n r e a l t o r. dot com. Sarah Hudson Realtor. Perfect. I'm glad you got that, boys and girls. I will put that into the show description. You can just click right on there and find that. Uh, Sarah, so good yeah. that we had this co- talk. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I almost said cuck, like C U K. 
that's crazy. And then I said it again, so that's even crazier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I did it. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, boys and girls, if you guys want to, uh, just leave some information in the comments. If you guys got questions, I'll hit up Sarah. Uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Sarah, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yep. You boys and girls have a wonderful fucking um, day. Enjoy the day. Uh, enjoy the sunshine, uh, sunshine and uh, <laughs> smile a little bit. Remember to find us on our r.com. It is badinfluencepodpod.com. Find us where you can find us. And uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Sarah, thank you again. Thank you.